people, we are on the way up and you know what it is. It's another edition of the quarantine version of The Faction right here on Bonner Fighting. Guess what? I'm not by myself. I have challenged this man this week and I've not been able to overthrow him in the word hunt game. It is the valedictorian. It is, it is GB. How are you? I didn't know we were going to talk about that. <laughs> So 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 Clack, I, I, I'll talk to you early. GB and his wife Yanni are probably single-handedly responsible for introducing words with friends to the gospel industry. I actually, no, wait, wait. Let me clarify that. I give all the credit to her. She single-handedly. Okay. I mean, before I we, was on Words with Friends, she got she got all of them on there. Absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna give Yanni the praise, but we can give GB the glory. <laughs> so. <laughs> And so, so Words with Friend has reinvented itself in this game called Word Hunt. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I could never overthrow GB back in the day when it came to Words with Friends. Well, let me try my prowess now. I'm a little older, a little wiser. Got a few more words under my belt. This man cooked me, Clack. I mean, he literally cooked me. What did you expect? Uh, I thought that I was going to be on the come up a little bit. Uh, I no. thought that I would get at least close. I mean, this man is cooking me like 17,000 to 4,000. Mm, Jesus. JB knows words that I will never know. JB knows words that you can't pronounce. <laughs> now, now, don't go there. Like, I pronounce words. Don't, don't try to call me the slick of the group. <laughs> he, he just tried it. He gonna try to call me the Miss Jacqueline of the group on this wow. Wednesday. I mean, she is your favorite impersonation. <laughs> she is. Okay, but I, I just, I just impersonate her so well. We need to have. Don't Ms. you Jacqueline. think it's strange that you impersonate her so well? Is it because well, you got a little Jacqueline in you? No, that's not true. What it is is that Jacqueline and I have the same hairline. <laughs> because of that, we have a lot in common. And we have a Jackson sighting. It has been three weeks <laughs> since we've had Jackson on this show, GB. And Clack and I, we're not only are we sick of it, but we've talked about it. Clack, how long has it been since Jackson's been on the show? Man, we've been asking for Jackson for a minute. You know, he, Look, he's looking back at us right now like, oh, is, what's going on? He knows he's supposed to be on the show. He knows he hasn't been on the show, but he's trying to figure out why his dad furloughed oh, me from the show. Oh, that's so funny. No, his mom has been taking care of him, and uh, it has allowed us to do the show. But you want to come say hi, son? Want to come say hi? Oh, is he going to say, hey, Jackson? Hey, there he is. Man. There hey, he Jackson. Is. They kicked you off, but we're bringing you back. You we're not canceling you, Jackson. Say hey. He's just looking. He actually said, y'all will not John Murray me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you say, hey? Oh, oh. thanks for coming, Jackson. You, you Four weeks ago, GB future endeavored Jackson, but we're bringing him back. No, he was never future endeavored. He is uh, hanging out with his mom, and that makes me being able to do the show a bit easier. And I wasn't sure if you guys enjoyed his uh, interruptions or not, but- um, Oh, Jackson's a part of the team. Yeah. Yeah, about to say. interruptions, now, he, he, this is his inheritance. <laughs> yeah, don't is. be smart, Jackson. Don't will, be smart. I will say this though. It is fun to get him to sit down to watch wrestling. It is enjoyable. And you'll enjoy this. His two favorite shows, and this is legit. His two favorite shows are Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. 
That is hilarious. Uh, yeah. He's definitely your son. Yeah. Speaking of interruptions, we also have the mouth of Memphis, the mouth of the South, with Mr. Brandon J. Clack. How are you? Um, I mean, clearly they already know I'm here, so I appreciate your redundant introduction, but it's all good. You're just doing your job. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm safe. I'm sanitized. Yes. And I even feel a little sanctified. I got them all working today. I love it. Hey, let me ask you guys this, because I know, you know, we just came off of the uh, faith-based Super Bowl, which, uh, much like <laughs> WrestleMania, was uh, in an empty arena for most. Empty um, arena. So how, how was that for you guys? Because I know uh, it's been a very different time. So how, how was it for you guys? Two words for me. Pre-recorded. Yeah, well, hey. So it, <laughs> everything so it felt I like mania. Was, yeah, everything <laughs> I worked on was pre-recorded, uh, predetermined. So it's not really, hey, listen, there was nothing new because, honestly, the match had been booked for Easter 2,000 years ago. Yeah. We knew the outcome, but like the network, it was great to watch it all over again. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Clack, how about you? Yeah, for me, it was um, it was really good. You know, Jesus is alive. Yeah. Um, I will sum mine up in two words. Clone Wars. <gasps> oh, wow. That's all. Oh, that's so good. I will not give that away. <laughs> But that's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it, it, it sounds Don't like we're, we're, it, fake razor, real razor. <laughs> fake diesel, real diesel. <laughs> DiBiase's Undertaker, Paul Bear's Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Summer Slam all over the again. The two have not become one. Oh, my yep. gosh. Great, great that's lesson learned. That's Hilarious. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, let me see if I can sum mine up in two words. Uh, uh, Please don't say suck it. No, 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 no. I got it. In two words. <laughs> Stream hopping. Yes. Ah, but which, which, okay. Which, where is she out? Yeah, you, you know, and it's funny because I ended up probably involved in church stuff much longer on Easter than I would have been if I, you know, had been somewhere in person. But it was fun, though. That's really interesting. It was fun. Yeah. I, I visited um, Change Church with um, Darius. Oh. Now, you talk about tag team and collaborations. Darius Daniels and Ty Tribbett came together for an absolutely epic situation. Okay. Oh, wow. So, 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 so Darius Daniels and Ty Tribbett together are the equivalent of either what tag team currently or what two wrestlers being a tag team? It it would be the equivalent in the 80s of the Mega Powers. Um, yep. Let's see. Uh, and, uh, in the Attitude Era, it would be the equivalent of the two-man power trip of Triple H and uh, Steve Austin. Um, wow. In the 90s, it'd be Sting and Lex Luger. Um, and let's see, uh, nowadays it would be Kenny Omega and AJ Styles. Like, yeah. it was that good. Oh my, it was so good. I watched it twice. Wow. It was so good. I watched it twice. And, um, I'm, I, I'm sure this person will be upset that I mentioned this cause it'll probably ruin his whole gig. But, uh, I checked out action church with our friend Gary lamb, um, from Southern honor. I got to check that, that out, which was fun. Um, cool. I was you said who? I said cool. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say who. I thought I would have said who if you said William Huckabee. I'd say who. Wow. But you said who? So actually, I must have gotten the times wrong because I was looking for you, Clack, 
but I think I probably tuned in like an hour early or something. Oh, um, yeah. Because my times were all mixed up. And then, of course, NCC. And um, it was a fun, it ended up being a, a fun day. It was a, a very unusual Sunday for me, but it was cool. Like, it all worked out. And, um, hey, there's nothing like eating bacon and, and getting some good word. So, it's a <laughs> can't say that I've done that all the time. So, uh, so with that said, um, listen, if you guys have been missing our, our content, we've been giving you a lot. Um, there's been a lot of cool things, and we've been keeping you up to date um, in terms of updates with all that's been going on with WWE, essential personnel, etc., etc. You can check that out on our quick hits by, uh, of course, subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever it is that you get your platform uh, for podcasts. So with that said, we've got a banging show for you today. Ooh, Courtney, tell them what's up for today's episode. Welcome to episode 228 of the Faction right here on Bonafide Media Group. We're kicking things off with WWE Essential is Mr. McMahon in hot water. Also, AEW Double or Nothing. We have to talk the dark side of the ring with Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Also, Ronda Rousey, is she in hot water? AEW Dynamite, NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. But before we kick things off, it's the cult of personality, living color. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to The Faction. Like Joseph Stalin and Gandhi oh, 
Son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Media Group. You were just listening to Cult of Personality. That's Living Color. GB, give us some great news. All right. So the big news of the week, and one would think that with all the quarantine and social distancing and, you know, uh, coronavirus going on, that there wouldn't be a lot of news in pro wrestling. But there is. In fact, that's the reason because of it. Or that's the reason for it, rather. Um, so this story started last Thursday when, and the news really broke on Monday, that all of a sudden WWE was a, was deemed essential business. Now, last week we told you that uh, Vince McMahon had given several superstars letters that said they were essential media uh, so that if they were stopped by the cops, they'd be able to still come to work. Word on the street is that um, many of the law enforcement officials were actually trying to shut down the PC because they were not abiding by uh, the whole laws of the land that said essential businesses or non-essential businesses, rather, uh, should be closed. Well, mysteriously, last Thursday, the governor of Florida stated that WWE is now considered essential business. (laughs) And as a result, 
Vincent Company can resume doing live shows as they began doing SmackDown and Raw, etc., all live from the PC. Part of what he said was that uh, the WWE uh, brings in tons of revenue for the community and the state, and therefore they should have the opportunity to do this and be considered essential business. You know, essential like police officers, the first responders, folks in the hospitals, gas station, you know, essential, right? Only thing with this is that now the word has come out that on the same day that uh, the governor, uh, Governor DeSantis, said that WWE is essential personnel, he received an $18.5 million donation from a super PAC run by, get this, I know, I know, Linda McMahon. No relation, right? Right. So, I want to get your thoughts on this because the word in the internet streets, there are those who feel like, why are we even caring about this? We should just be happy that we have some sort of Uh, entertainment from the WWE but I got a lot of questions and I'm sure you guys do as well so let's get to the discussion guys what are your thoughts on WWE being deemed essential business and uh, perhaps this correlation between WWE and this mysterious uh, donation from Linda McMahon clack I want to start with you uh, as Vince's son I'm sure you have uh, a reasonable and plausible explanation for all of this. I, this is this is uh, very dangerous terrain because one part of me understands and is willing to defend this stance because for some, wrestling is a necessary outlet that blocks possibly other addictions, just like basketball may be or football may be or baseball may be and so i could see for some uh, a group of people that it is it is essential for their mental health that there is this type of outlet i do get it but then there is another side of me that thinks this is extremely dangerous because of the john murray's of the world and the courtney beers of the world that hate the wwe and the mcmahon family for various reasons I think that this is going to put unnecessary slander on their name. Uh, And then not to mention that Linda has made this sizable donation. I'm saying that as nicely as I can. Mm -hmm. I think it's risky. I think it's very, very risky. Um, I think it's almost GB, Courtney, guys. I think it, it could be considered a slap in the face to the medical field, to uh, police officers. Um, even to restaurant workers, I'll go that far. Um, I could imagine, oh, I don't want to say this. I can imagine that there are, a, there's a segment of pastors that are probably offended by this. Then there's probably a segment of pastors that are saying, let's go. We got this. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, a, it's a lot. Uh, whatever side of the political line that you uh, crisscross over will probably determine your grin or your chagrin. Mm. Well said. Courtney, I know you've been waiting for almost uh, 24 hours for this one. <laughs> Courtney, what do you think of uh, this <clears throat> interesting move uh, from WWE now being deemed essential business in the state of Florida? Three words. Fight, Vince, fight. 
you guys probably thought I was going to be on the other side. Hey, listen, Vinnie Mac's running a multi-million dollar corporation. He just lost out on one pot of money. He's trying to make sure his whole kit and caboodle doesn't come tumbling down. Now, here's what we need to take into consideration. His name is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Do you know that Vincent comes from the old term Vincian? Vincian means to conquer. Is Vince not a conqueror? It also means winner. Is Vince not a winner? You don't get to where he is without thumbing your nose at what the uh, the establishment is telling you to do. Now, Vinnie Mac of the 80s did exactly this. Vinnie Mac of the 80s heard what the, what, the, what, what the call was and said, I'm going to go against him. Now, of course, there's more media now. He has more to lose. I agree this, that many uh, people's lives are being put in jeopardy. But I also realize this. It is a choice for those guys to get on that plane. And I also realize it's a choice for them to get in that ring. Nobody's holding a gun up to their head for them to get in that ring. Fight, Vince, fight. Vince has found a loophole. Vince has worked his loophole. And Vince is going to work it till the wheels fall off. And now you know who's about to ruin it for Vince McMahon? Bob Arum. Here comes Bob mm. Arum. Here comes Bob Arum of the boxing world. This shiest promoter in all of boxing. Now he's moving his fights to Florida because they're essential. Mm-hmm. Bob Arum is going to mess it up because Bob Arum doesn't have the same stakes Vince has. Vince has always been in Florida. The performance center is in Florida. Florida has a great wrestling history. Here comes Bob Arum dragging himself from Las Vegas to Florida. Ain't got no business in Florida. Ain't never done no. You've never watched a boxing match in Florida. But here comes Bob Arum who's going to ruin it for the conqueror, for the winner man, the beast and conqueror, Vincent. Kennedy, you never thought in a million years I'd take up a Vince McMahon, but I'm going to tell you now. Fight, Vince, fight. Market, hashtag it, give me the shirt, I'm with him. You know, I, I've been wrestling with this for a few reasons, um, and I, I may get into those reasons in a second. I just think that um, on one hand, on one hand, uh, I'm going to, to praise Vince on one hand and say... Shout out to Vince McMahon for fighting this hard for his company and for his employees. Let's face it. I think if other folks in other industries had the pull, had the money, had the know-how to fight to keep their businesses open and to fight to keep their employees, they would have. Um, The unfortunate thing is everybody doesn't have a wife with $18.5 million that they can spare to the governor that would in turn allow uh, one back to be washed or or scratched by another. Um, so there is a, I think there's a, a piece of, of, and I'll say this, I think that the, the uh, workers in WWE are appreciative because they continue to collect paychecks. Um, there, there is a bit of challenge though. Um, And the challenge for a lot of people comes with ethics. And I know pro wrestling and ethics, do they really go together? Uh, The challenge here is to say that they are an essential business because they bring in tons of revenue. 
Yet these shows are happening with a closed set. Not one ticket is being sold. Not one bit of merchandise is being sold. Not one uh, bit of, of, of concessions are being sold. Um, the wrestlers certainly aren't making money in the building from um, merch sales, which, you know, WWE.com being what it is, they make a lot of money at the arena at the event. They aren't yeah. just missing Monday Night Raw. They're missing, you know, the house shows and all the things merch. that would go with that. That merch money is significant money for them. So, shout out for that WrestleMania uh, biggest fan T-shirt. Oh, though. The, wait, the biggest fan <laughs> that, that's and, the, and the T-shirt that said WrestleMania. I wasn't here. Really, really <laughs> brilliant stuff. Um, you know, so so there's a lot to be said for that. I think the concern here comes with a matter of ethics. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, and as I tell you this story. You may change your tune on this just a little bit. I'm going to tie in, and I know I was saving this for the next segment, but it's really important to talk about. Um, the Dark Side of the Ring episode last night, uh, which was featuring Jimmy Superfly Snuka and um, his uh, incident that happened that many did not know about, but that resurfaced in 2013 um, with the death of his girlfriend, Nancy Argentino which uh, he has held was an accident and many have said otherwise. Now, I do believe you guys have not had a chance to check that out yet, right? Right. So let me give you a quick synopsis. And I definitely want you to go back and watch it. Synopsis goes like this. First of all, this is interesting to me because as a kid growing up, Jimmy Superfly Snooker was larger than life. I was fortunate enough to catch WWE as a kid before the advent of Hulk Hogan. When Jimmy Super, when the big thing, the big thing was Jimmy Superfly Snooker jumping off of the top of the cage in Madison Square Garden on Don Morocco. It was so big that in New York, they actually covered pro wrestling in the sports report on the nightly news. And I remember Warner Wolf going to, let's go to the videotape recapping everything that happened at Madison Square Garden. Jimmy Superfly, I remember going to Scranton, Pennsylvania to watch Jimmy Superfly Snuka in person. Amazing, incredible. But to hear that he had this girlfriend who, um, and I'll try to shorten the story, uh, and I'll just say this, what ultimately happened in the night in question, um, Snuka and his girlfriend were in a hotel in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And there are conflicting reports on this story. One report <clears throat> says that, you know, she fell and bumped her head. The other one said that they got into an altercation that caused her to fall and bump her head. Um, after this happened, he went on to tape several shows uh, for WWE, came back, she was still laying down, went out, taped some more shows, came back, couldn't wake her up, suddenly she's dead. Um... You know, he told this story that she had slipped and fallen. Then later on, he tells another story that they were on their way to Allentown, that uh, she slipped and fell on a rest stop coming back from the bathroom, bumped her head, and then eventually died. Um, he was he was arrested. Jimmy Snooker was arrested that night, and he was arrested um, but was not charged. And the reason that he wasn't charged was because Vince McMahon got wind of what happened with Jimmy Snuka and called and managed to, many believe, offer a sum of money 
to cause him not to be charged that night or seemingly ever. When you watch this, you will see that the they interview the police chief. And the police chief is... Let's just say he answers the questions like he's playing a game of dodgeball. He is dodging traffic like he was Frogger. He wouldn't give a straight answer for anything. And here's where it's super telling. It's telling because when this was opened again 30 years later uh, to look at the anniversary of it, the coroner's report on the official autopsy said, the last line said, based with the um, bruises, the contusions, the scratches, the bruises that she had on her body, that A, this was not an accident, B, it looks like mate abuse, and C, it should be treated as a homicide. Based on all of that, of course, now we're 30 years later. Uh, Jimmy Snooker has cancer. Jimmy Snooker has dementia. And uh, he's taken into custody. He's taken up for a case when it is ruled that he is not able to actually comprehend what's going on because his dementia is so bad. And then he dies 10 days later. Um, why all of this is relevant, besides the fact that Jimmy Snooker was actually married when all this happened, which is another story, and his widow was on talking about it, um, the ethical issue comes up again. Vince McMahon pays off this cop. He offers to pay off the mother of this woman to never talk about this again. Um, on the After Dark show, Greg the Hammer Valentine talks about an issue that he witnessed where Jimmy Snooker was caught with hash coming off of a plane in Israel and Vince McMahon paid the people $85,000 to let Jimmy Snooker go. The problem I have with all of this is Vince's ability to pay people to get what he wants. That ethically for me is an issue. But it really leads us to the question, do we even care about ethics in the world of pro wrestling? GB, all you just described is the American way. Well, and, 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 and with that creates the larger narrative that we're in right now. Um, I mean, we, 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 we are trying to hold court on something that has been the way of life I, since I, I we have known existence. Yeah. which is life has been done via a barter system. I'm not saying right or wrong, but the, in the words of Ted DiBiase, every man has a price. And so he got that from the system. The barter system says, I have something that you want. You can get it in this very moment if you give me what I want. I'm not saying it's correct. But I'm saying that Vince McMahon is one in the long line of many men of substance who've had something that someone else wanted and they gave it to them to get what they wanted in return. The, the, where it becomes problematic is people like the three of us, uh, if we don't fall on the right side of that, will live disadvantaged every single time. And in most I totally cases, agree. And in most cases, that's where it's problematic. And so, again, it really becomes well, a question the, of the, ethics. The, the way I look at it is Vince McMahon paid $85,000 for a person of color to be free. 
Wrong. To continue to work. Wrong. He paid $85,000 for his top talent, who happened to be a person of color. That's the key. Tomato, tomato, same thing. No, 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 no. Because if it's across the board, a person of color. I didn't say say across the board. I said a person. Mean a meaning singular. A singular person of color. It's it's almost like the treatment of O.J. Simpson uh, back in the day, and I don't mean the '80s. I mean in the '70s when he was a monster football player that uh, people just loved. He was loved. People people love you when you are immensely talented and can do things for them. And that's. Well, I'll say thing. this before we go to break: if you are not following Orenthal James Simpson one O.J. Simpson on Twitter, you're missing out. Because these days he's actually sounding like he's making sense. It's so I I it's think scary. I, it's weird to me. It's, it's very scary. It's weird to me it's for OJ scary. to be the final say. Who has the final say? Yeah. OJ. OJ. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, um, we're gonna get into a few other things. OJ said, um, I have no reason to be. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're gonna talk about AEW and the conundrum they're in right now relative to the I coronavirus. OJ and, and JJ are related. Oop, I'm not doing that. And uh, we'll get into a few other things as well. But right now, in honor of of Vince, I don't know if if, if, in In honor honor of OJ, I don't even know if that's even remotely right. Here's Vince McMahon's theme song because it makes me feel like a lot of us seemingly no chance in hell. It's the faction powered <laughs> by all things Butterfly. You, you search the man, we'll and right then you got to break the song. Hey, hey, we'll be back, guys. <laughs> it's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing. The master of the diamond cutter. The three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang!
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Media Group. You were just listening to No Chance in Hell. That is our family reunion theme song. <laughs> GB, we got to jump into this conversation that we were knocking on the door during break. Yeah, so, you know, during the break, we kind of continued the discussion and we just said, let's just bring the discussion to you guys. Like, we're not going to try to rush through this because it is a little more complicated. And quite frankly, it is kind of a battle that we've seen in entertainment, honestly, ever since the Me Too movement really jumped off. Which was, you know, art versus artist, the ethics of what people do. And as we look at this scenario involving WWE um, and the assertion that one can make that uh, Linda McMahon paid $18.5 million via Super PAC um, to the governor of Florida. And the flip side is, as a result, WWE is deemed essential. Um, couple that with the acknowledgments from Dark Side of the Ring, and it just makes you wonder, should we even concern ourselves when it comes to ethics in the world of pro wrestling? If we begin this journey of pulling back the cloak on everything we love, we're going to find ourselves with nothing that we love. Mm. Well... Well, but here's the thing, though, right? Like, again, and this is why I asked the question, and we've asked this question before uh, relative to Chris Benoit, um, you know, whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame and, you know, uh, in-ring activity versus out-of-the-ring activity. Same thing with Jimmy I, Snuka, in-the-ring, out-of-the-ring. This I think, guys, thing. If, 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 if we're going to go down this road, I got to throw away my King Jimmy Bible. But here's but, – okay, well, I don't even read the King James Bible. Jimmy. I go, I go new huh? living. I go new living. Like I just, but okay. Then I got to rip out the pages of David. I'm just saying. Well, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Like, How are we like, ripping like, out? Has been a barter system. How are we ripping Courtney, out the you're pages? The panic button wait, now. no. How are we ripping you out the pages? The <laughs> we can't rip out the pages well, wait, of no, David because the what? You, you, he said you, you, you uh, hit the panic button. No, I'm, not, I'm not hitting the. Listen, I was watching the show Suits. On the show Suits. But what's one of my favorite shows, which I don't know if the stuff is all legal, but they taught me a lot about law. Mm -hmm. They said this. You keep a certain amount of money in the budget because you're always going to get lawsuits. And sometimes, whether right or wrong, the day that lawsuit comes on your door, you just say, here's thirty thousand dollars. Go away. So, so that I mean, and, and this could move it to another direction, but it does lend itself to asking some questions. There are some scenarios where people decide, do I want to fight this or do I want to just... Or do I want to make it go away? Do I have the energy for this or not? Yeah. Michael and, Jackson used to do it. Well, I think, I think, but here's, but I think that where this challenge comes in is again, and again, I, I go back to the fact that this could be a question of ethics and do we want to talk ethics in pro wrestling? Because the reality of it is, if we don't have, it's, it, it means that there's not an equal playing field. It means that there's always going to be an advantage toward the people who have the resources, period. So that means if, if you or I are working for WWE or whatever said organization um, and we aren't considered uh, big time, they don't necessarily have to come to our aid. You know, and 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 with that said, the same opportunity that a Jimmy Snooker would have had to have it covered up, we don't have. And how is that fair? But then again, does fairness even matter 
No, fairness does not equate in this. But but isn't that intrinsically Guys, wrong though? I, I am looking at a report right now, www.hiddenwrestlers.com. Oh, and it says here that back in 1991, Ric Flair actually partnered with Michael Jackson to hush Macaulay Culkin. Now, if if this makes it to the dark side of wrestling <laughs> and to the dark side of he he, this he is going to be he doesn't even know the name guy. of the show. <laughs> you, you know what? You you Clack, of all people will do anything GB. to be smirked one wild. Rick Flair. That's it's getting so wild, GB. I had no. no it's clue not getting wild. That You're making Rick your... Flair and Michael Jackson collaborated <laughs> with the Home Alone Hush. I did no. not know that. The Home Alone, Home Alone Hush. Oh boy! Oh man! Well, I, I, I bet you Flair ain't never paid nobody off. Now we know that not to be true. Yeah. Uh, no. so, so let me ask this question, right? As we we kind of move things along, um, Florida has not historically been the base for WWE. It's primarily been New York until, of course, they built the Performance Center and you know had FCW, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now you have, of course, the state of Florida uh, deeming WWE essential personnel. However, such has not been deemed for another wrestling organization who is actually based there in the state of Florida. That would be All Elite Wrestling. AEW has not received the same um, the same essential type of uh, branding as WWE has, and they are based right there in the state of Florida. This, of course, presents a conundrum for them as they have been uh, shooting their AEW Dynamite shows in an undisclosed location. Um, Uh. And now they have, uh, which I happen to know is not in the state of Florida, and now they have the issue with their upcoming pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, which is supposed to happen end of May in Las Vegas. But, of course, the MGM Grand has canceled everything through May the 31st. So AEW has said, hey, we're going to go ahead and continue to have Double or Nothing. It will happen on pay-per-view. It'll happen in an undisclosed location as of right now. Um, The tickets for uh, this year's Double or Nothing will either be refunded or honored for next year's Double or Nothing. But I want to ask the question... Um, obviously, we've seen WrestleMania happen. Should Double or Nothing happen from AEW? And should AEW, more importantly, fight for this essential business uh, label that has been tacked on the WWE since they are based in the same state? No, don't fight for it now. Wait, wait for somebody to shut you down, then fight for it. Right now, let Vince use all of his money to create the, uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll quote Suits again. Whenever they're trying to make a stance, they quote another court case as being foundational. Let WWE use all their resources to create the foundation for it. So when they come after you, you just say, we're doing the same thing that Vinnie Mac did. Now, they are not giving Florida the palliative donation, if you will. Mm -hmm. But you can ride the coattail of such donation. I wouldn't cancel a thing if I were them. Now, truth be told, you know you ain't going to Las Vegas. Why don't you just put undisclosed area inside? No clack. Did you catch that GB may know where this is? That I felt like that was an admission that GB may know where the undisclosed location is. He he did. He gave us a few little undertones that yeah, he received I, an email. Yeah, like 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 you you're close enough to someone who we so GB 
Is this a, is this an exclusive? Are you going to tell the Saints where it is? Now, AEW doesn't want to tell people because they said they fear that if they tell people where they're shooting, that fans will show up and that'll kind of mess up the whole gig. Which, which, which they will. You know, wrestling fans are craziest fans in the, in the world. Well, I do. They are crazy. They are loyal. And because now folks want to get out, they would absolutely show up there for an opportunity to see their favorite superstars, um, which would be problematic. So I won't share that. But yeah. So yes, strong I, idea. I think they should keep. I think they should keep business going because at this point, uh, I just want to see wrestling. I defer to Clack. Uh, I I don't think that. Well, I don't want to see it to the detriment of legacy. I'll say that. You because don't want to see it, what to the detriment of legacy. I, I don't. I don't want to see live shows. I don't want it to be essential personnel. I don't want it to be a gathering at all. I would be okay if wrestling stopped because to me, wrestling stopped years ago. Oh, Lord. Oh, I, I'm Lord. just, I'm already living off the leg. In my head, I've already mourned the death of the WWE and I'm good with living in the past. Wow, that's a heavy statement. I know I've cried already about it. That's a really <laughs> heavy st- So you, I mean, but I thought you loved like Bray and I thought you loved. I, I do. I find I find flashes, but a flash is not enough for my future. It's it's just not enough. Wow. I will I, I, I will second and say I have uh I don't know if the word is dived it, dove, divided, I've jumped into. Divided. I've 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 it into the into the uh the network. In man GB, I am being, I am being re-reminded of the glory of certain moments of wrestling. Mm-hmm. That was some great stuff happening. There was. I mean, let me entertain as if I didn't know this. Happened. Let, let me put some seasoning on this for you. I want you, when you get a chance, write down the top ten matches you remember over the last thirty years. Just whatever you think it is, the ones that impacted you the most. Google them. And put in the year, and Google will tell you where to search on the network. You can search that on the network That is my secret. Too. Oh, you can? Yeah, there's a yeah, search engine on the network. I, okay. Yeah. Well, when whenever I want to know something, and I just have an itch for a match I haven't thought of, or Instagram reminds me of something that I hadn't thought about. Yeah. Like they did something about Mr. Perfect on Instagram, one of the accounts I follow. Mm-hmm. Man, I went and found Mr. Perfect versus Ric Flair on Monday Night Nitro, 1998. Yeah. That thing blew me away. Well, I'll tell you, and he's got some great matches. Of course, his match with uh, Bret Hart at SummerSlam, I think it was 92, Oof. I think. That, that 91. Was best those. one ever, GB. Yeah, that was, that was just, ugh. And he had a bad yeah. back in that match. Brother. It's amazing. Guys, the perfect I found perfect yeah. versus Rowdy Piper. Yes. And the promo they cut on each other. Yes. Crazy. Well, see, who remembers, though, who remembers history when you go back to the AWA and he and he turned heel against Nick Bockwinkle? Like, yeah. that was some... That was some epic yeah. stuff, man. The Cow Palace in San Francisco. It was just like, Ooh. whoa. Which, which I think that's on the network too. So the, you, there is a, there's a great search engine on the network where you type in what you're looking for and you can find it, um, which is pretty crazy. So, but before we go to break or whatever we may have to do, yeah, is Vinnie Mac going to jail? You, you know, 
I, I'm gonna. Uh, the, oh. Vince McMahon no. will not go to jail. I'm gonna no. tell you why Vince isn't gonna go to jail. Vince will go to court. He he'll just say, "Take me to court." Vince will go to court, but he won't go to jail. And here's why: Vince McMahon, let's not forget, has put Donald Trump in the WWE Hall of Fame. Donald Trump hosted WrestleManias four and five. Donald Trump was a part of WrestleMania 23. Donald Trump is forever connected to the WWE, not to mention, of course, Vince's wife was a part of his cabinet and is now leading a super pack for him. There's, listen, as long as Vince McMahon, well, Vince McMahon was cunning before that, but Vince McMahon's connection to Donald Trump, the president of the United States who believes he has absolute power, Vince ain't going to nobody's jail. Well, it, it, it was reported here today by one John Pollock on Twitter, per sources, Vince McMahon is set to hold a call at noon, to, which is actually now, uh, to uh, address WWE employees. The email stated to them it would include an important company update. So right now, uh, uh, you, you know, they're, they're, they're at some level is the conversation possibly happening soon or has happened between Vince McMahon and the company for an update and i'm sure we'll have i'm sure gb will drop a quick hits on it what it'll be about well let's let's also consider this you know there are a lot of you know nobody's talked about it but there are a lot of wwe employees that have to potentially be in danger of keeping their jobs let's think about this you had a whole road crew traveling from city to city driving the big giant trucks setting up the ring doing all of those things from city to city, state to state. You don't have that anymore. Most of those people can't come in to work because you can't have gatherings of 10 people or more. Whether you realize it or not, there are a lot of jobs potentially on the line at WWE. And that's why I'm okay with Vince fighting for his people. Well, see, and that to, to me, just to be very fair, and I've talked about this on Quick Hits as well, there's a genuine conflict here, right? And, and I don't just mean, uh, well, and even if we're talking ethics, there are multiple sides. The question is, you, you think about the health and well-being of your employees, but you also just signed a $1 billion deal with Fox for five years. Um, you signed a three to four year deal with USA that clocks in $265 million a year. That's a lot of money. That's almost $500 million a year from your TV deals, which are requiring live content. And one of the reports that I saw said that he's only allowed to present maybe three or four taped episodes, which you've already maxed that because of this pandemic. So he had to go live or else you breached that contract. And listen, yes, you've lost money with the XFL, which was a big loss. So you can't afford to lose your cash cow. You want to keep your employees whole. And you have to manage the fact that you don't have. Think about all the money that WWE has lost in the last month. Just think about this. All of the Raws and Smackdowns had at least 10,000 people coming to them. All those tickets had to be refunded. All the tickets for WrestleMania were refunded. That's 80,000 people. That's a lot of money. Then you're a lot talk- of money. And then you're talking about not having the live events, which they had three or four live events per brand, Raw and SmackDown. 
the NXT stuff has been cut. There's a lot of money that's been lost in WWE. And nobody's talking about this. Nobody's talking about the fact that later this month, they were supposed to have another event in Saudi Arabia. So you got a lot of stuff that has been missed, a lot of money that's been lost. And this is what we all understand. Simple business principles. If you keep losing money at this rate, your company's going to go belly up unless you make some significant cuts. So I'm not advocating people's jobs being lost, but the reality of it is 17 million people are unemployed right now in the last three weeks because of what's happened in this pandemic. It's crazy to think that it won't hit the WWE. So on one hand, it seems crazy that Vince would do this. On the other hand, I think we all would would love an employer that would fight that hard for us to keep our jobs and income. Fight Vince, fight. So it's, it's, a t- it's, it's tough. That's why it's hard for me to throw Vince under the bus because I see both sides of it. It's really, yeah. really tough when you're talking about trying to keep the, uh, the well-being of the employees that you serve um, you know, cared for. Because losing a job is no joke. Losing income like that is no joke. And where else can they go right now since the indies are shut down? And even where else you know that we're in a you know that we're in a crisis when GB and Courtney defend Vince McMahon. I mean, you know (laughs) things are bad. It's bad. It's bad. We're in a crisis. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna get into some stuff going down with NXT and AEW. Um, Both have some interesting championship scenarios happening, and we might get into uh, the cinema match that happened in NXT this past week. But let's go to some music. Speaking of that cinnamon, cinnamon, cinema match, it featured this guy and his theme song. Here's Johnny Gargano's theme song coming from CFO. It's called Rebel Heart. This is The Faction. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla.
are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> what are you doing? I do the last segment. Welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. This is that was Rebels Heart by Johnny Gargano and CFO. GB, let's keep the conversation rolling. So, so last week was historic on a few fronts. Um, we spent quite a bit of time talking about what's happened uh, with Vince McMahon and essential personnel. But um, this Wednesday night war saw an interesting move last week. As for the first time in 2020, NXT beats AEW in the Wednesday Night War by all of 1,000 viewers. That's how it went down. Uh It was a pretty close race. Part of the challenge, of course, is um, AEW had a lot of uh, tape material and perhaps matches that did not mean as much, while NXT presented uh, their version of TakeOver that would have happened at Tampa Bay. Instead, it's happening on the USA Network over the entire month of April, which was headlined by uh, the final encounter between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. And it kind of had a bit of a cinematic feel to it. Did you guys have a chance to check that match out? Um, if so, what'd you think? I, I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. I did see it. I noticed the cinematic uh, tug, but I knew that Vince was swinging for the fences when you when you come out to get with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. 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 I said, oh, he's swinging for the, I mean, th- that's his yeah. A-team. He came out swinging for the yeah. fences. So I expected them to beat AEW, no matter what AEW presented, because everyone's going to tune in to see those two right. guys. The question is, you came out the gate strong. Can you keep it up? I don't think they can keep it up, because if anybody has not slept in the last seven days, it is Cody Rhodes. Mm. Who, hey, uh, Cody's going to make sure I get a Magic Johnson one. What was the fine clock that Magic got for uh Mentioning LeBron James on the Tonight Show on on Jimmy Kimmel, it's like tampering, tampering. Wait. Yeah, Cody's gonna get a tampering fine because he because he he put on Twitter yesterday that uh, Cesaro is the most underrated wrestler in the world. That's tampering. Well, uh, who's gonna find him? Yeah, is there is there NWA? Is the NWA still listen, running all listen, things? Listen, listen, WWE has their hands filled with enough. They're not worried about him tampering. Which we gotta mention this too. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope I remember this. Clack, did you get to watch that match? I caught bits okay. of it. It's I a did. great match. I was impressed. It's a great match. And what I loved about it, I was shocked that it was shot cinema- cinematically, but it was very much a match. It was very much a match. Um, so I, I thought, again, it made sense. And again, those two would have a, a knockdown, drag out fight. And it was absolutely that with a twist at the end that made me just kind of go, wow. Um, we have not talked about this on the show. And so I think it's worth talking about since you mentioned um, tampering and the like. And that is WWE has granted the release of The Revival. That's right. <laughs> Dash Wilder. And uh, Scott Dawson are now gone from WWE. They've already changed their names. And they have a new shirt up already on ProWrestlingTees.com. What do you think about the release of the revival? And quite frankly, how soon do you think they end up in AEW? Clack, what do you think? Uh, I think they'll probably be in AEW tonight. You know, if, if, if things can work out and they can come to agreements, I think it's just a matter of time before they show up there. You know, I don't know if it was mismanagement or, or what it was, but I was never really wowed by them uh, in WWE. But they'll probably have a great run 
in a more indie type industry like AEW. You mean like NXT. Go ahead, uh, Courtney. What do you think about <laughs> the revival uh, parting ways with WWE? Uh, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood. These. Let me tell you something. Dash Wilder should be in the Hall of Fame sure. next yes. year. Yes. Yes. Dash Wilder deserves to be a uh, 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 fast track to the Hall of Fame for giving the right hand of Zion to the guy who jumped in the ring to tackle Brett the Hitman Hart. Dash true. hit that man in his face so clean, so pure, with such ferocity, it reminded you of Mike Tyson 1988 knocking out Michael Spinks in Trump yeah. Plaza. Yeah. Mm. And because of that, that man should be put into the Hall Thanks. of Fame. Now, here's the deal. They were upgraded. They were the modern-day Tully and Arn, as we thought. And Vinny Mac didn't know what to do with him. I'm going to tell you something now. That Vinny Mac cannot be trusted. I said it in the last segment. I said, <laughs> this man is one of the dirtiest people we've ever seen come to life. And I'm going to tell you something else about Vince McMahon. If he would kill the revival, what else would he do lacking integrity? And so when I think about this whole thing, I think about the fact that the revival are going to AEW and I'm with Clack. They may show up tonight and they'll show up tonight because Vince McMahon, who has no integrity, who has no wherewithal and doesn't stand up for anybody, is only thinking about himself. <laughs> wow. Oh, how things have I mean, turned. They didn't take long to turn. Jeez. They didn't take long to turn at all. Uh, I'll just say this. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Vince is a snake. <laughs> Not mm. to be confused with Jake the Snake, who is in AEW, doing a fantastic job, by the way. Um, I, let, let me just say this. I think we saw the best of the revival in NXT. The matches that they had with DIY, American Alpha, uh, so many other folks were amazing. But it is incredible to see how amazing talents go from NXT, come to what has been deemed by some as the main roster, and absolutely flop. You know, like The Revival, like Shinsuke Nakamura, like currently Ricochet and Cedric Alexander and um, the, the, the former or the current Brody Lee um, and Matt Hart. Like you, there's a longer list of people who have come from NXT or from other organizations that have flopped in Vince McMahon's world than there are of successes, which I think is unfortunate. Now, I'll say this about AEW. They scooped up Matt Hardy super fast. They scooped up uh, Brody Lee relatively fast. I think we're going to see um, the revival show up. I would not certainly. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't if they don't show up tonight. But uh, definitely, I think before the end of the month, we'll see them in AEW. I don't think there's any question yeah. about that. And the advantage that AEW has right now is they're the only other game that's active. Impact isn't active right now. ROH is an active right now. New Japan is an active right now. So AEW is going to win by default. But think about this, guys. The match we've all wanted to see. The Revival, now yep. known as Top Guys, against the, the Super Kick Party Machine. You know, those Jackson boys, those young bucks, it those bucks of youth. Like, come on. The matches. Go, wait, 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 wait. Them and the Lucha Brothers. The, them in L I still call them LAX, yeah. but yeah, Pride and Prejudice. I mean, like it's, it's crazy. Gonna be from the best gym against Cody and yeah. Dustin. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. oh, it's gonna be so good. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, 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 did you just sigh at Cody and you don't like Cody and Dustin as a team? I, I love Cody and Dustin as a team. Oh, okay. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. No, I, I'm on board for that. Okay, just wanted only to make because, sure you had Only because Dustin is going to carry him. Wow. I'm not even angry wow. with that statement. You tried to infuriate me, but I'm not even angry. <laughs> du- Cody is, and we've, we've said this, Cody is a slower, methodical wrestler. He is. Cody... That brother fluid, yeah, fam. But scary is he's fluid and uh, 30 years in this business, and he moves better now than he ever has. So uh, it's pretty crazy. So I want to ask this question before we go. As we're talking AEW, AEW Dynamite tonight, they're going to continue with the TNT Championship, and they've got an empty arena world title match, which has uh, John Moxley against Jake Hager, the former Jack Swagger. That's going up against NXT tonight, which is going to have some pretty impressive stuff, which includes the uh, NXT uh, interim uh, cruiserweight championship tournament that kicks off tonight. Uh, and a few other really cool things, including Finn Balor's return uh, as he takes on Fabian Eichner tonight. Who do you think has the edge uh, coming out of Wednesday night, NXT or AEW? Three letters, A-E-W. They're all three letters, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it just has a little more just if you say three letters. Oh, world, that's so Why funny. would you throw three letters out there so confidently? We all have the same But option. let me throw one other thing out there, too, which is going to be interesting. Uh, the NXT tag titles are on the line tonight as Matt Riddle, uh, who is champ, and he's going to have a mystery partner since the travel ban still exists uh, for his UK partner. They're going to take on the Undisputed Era, so we could see four-time tag champs. NXT looks pretty stacked tonight. Undisputed Era wins those belts tonight. I think they win the belts, too, but I think people are going to want to tune in to see that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's going to be a good night for wrestling, folks. Um, so hopefully you guys will check it out. And uh, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. The show's over. Well, sort of over. We'll explain what we mean in a little bit. So until then, here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. At I am Courtney Beard on Instagram, Courtney Beard on Facebook. Hey, Free Jackson. (laughs) Free Jackson. (laughs) Oh, Clack, how can they reach you, sir? You can reach me on all the social media platforms and my new website, editor at Rick Flair slash Michael Jackson. (laughs) Backslash Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Who is Michael Jackson? Who is Jackson? He says Michael Jackson. Like like his dick got loose for a second. Oh, Michael Jackson. So funny. Hey. Oh my gosh. Hashtag Home Alone that's Hush. Hilarious. Home Alone And you of course can reach me at Bonnerfide on all aforementioned platforms oh my god so much fun i love that we get to do these shows and make sure you're following us at the faction show on instagram facebook and twitter now stay tuned because we got some special things on the way in fact you have to follow us on social media to see a little something special that we've got just for you guys but until next time it's your man gb representing for my good brothers courtney brandon clack and this is the faction (laughs) 